When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 156. My name's Turner Sparks in El Dorado Hills, California. And I'm Mike Kaplan here in New York City. New York City. On the podcast today, we have us. Oh, wait. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America, K-A-P, Cap in America on Instagram. Also, this show is on Instagram. I think I finally, are we at Lost in America pod, Kaplan? Lost in America pod, like we say every week. We Look at that. I finally remembered. You finally got it right. We're at Lost in America pod. On Instagram, it's just us this week, Kaplan. We don't need guests, as we say. Are you say. serious? Uh, I got, I, I'm not ready to talk, but I'll, have to, I'll, I'll think of something. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I thought we it? had guests. I thought we had uh, – I thought I, I don't know who I thought. You're in conference someone in. You're in Sacramento. You're walking the streets. You see Vladi. You see uh, – Well, have Darren we done Roots. this? We wanted to – I don't know if we've done this on the podcast, actually. Have we congratulated Joe Garrix on his win? We have not. Is he calling in? He's not calling in. We got to get him to call in at some point. But um, we let's start by let's start with that. Joe Garrett. We should have mentioned that when we mentioned the our Instagram handle because our we came in hard on that last day, right before on election day. On election day, we dropped a video, a promotion for Joe Garrick's, and he won. He won the town council seat in Trumbull's fourth district. Ah, that vaunted fourth fourth district. No, they said it couldn't be done. They said you could not. I don't care who you are. You cannot turn number four district blue. <laughs> that's what they said. That's what the experts say. And we said, watch us. This is a different kind of candidate. This is a different kind of campaign. Yes. And this is the future. This is the so future. We had the analytics team. They told us exact hour of when the one Trumbull voter who's a positive center was, was, was on Instagram. We dropped it, and they say he got him over the finish line. So Listen, we shocked the world. Uh, the only people who weren't shocked, us. Yeah, we don't shock ourselves. We knew we it was going to happen. Are. Yeah, so we congratulations. Did, did you think when Joe was uh, on the air that he was, uh, that he was talking like a winner when we had him on a few weeks no, ago? No, he was talking like a real loser. He seemed like <laughs> he didn't even care. I felt like he'd given up. He's, yeah, he was – yeah, he was talking about um, paving the all the parks, just all the all the green space. He wanted to pave with cement. I I mean, yeah. I guess that's now going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's building a wall. He said it. The voters are going to expect it, and you know he better deliver. Yeah, and you know maybe he cool guide sort of the voters. He just seemed like he didn't want the job, and they said we're going to give it to him. I guess that's what so, happens. Um, so yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna celebrate with him next week, right? I was gonna say, well, it'll be as this comes out, it'll be tomorrow night. We're gonna be at the uh, at the the Friars Club having a victory celebration for uh, along with your class. You 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 both joined together. You joined the club the, together. The and, for recruiting great recruiting class of 2019. Uh, the, Friars Club. It really it's recruiting class for the ages. It's we call it the Fab Five. It's the of, it's of, the uh, two of you. It's uh, Emilio Savone, the uh, the owner of the New York Comedy Club, who will be at this party, and okay. uh, and a few other people. I can't. Oh no, Richie um, Redding. Richie Redding joined. Oh yeah, this is a strong class. He's like the Chris Weber and uh, yeah, exactly. That other, guy, that other guy's the Jalen Rose. I think I'm the Ray Jackson here. The, <laughs> the Ray Jackson. <laughs> yeah, but I'll wear, I'll wear some baggy shorts to the thing. And so we're all going to be there tomorrow night at the uh, at the Friars Club on the second floor in the what's room? I, I think it's going to be in the. Um, 
Uh, Melon Barrel Room, so we can whip it out, or which room? <laughs> no, it's going to be right across the hall in the what's her name, Barbara Streisand Room, which is where no, the bar the, is. The Larry King Room, you you automatically get a new wife when you walk in there. <laughs> exactly. Do, do I get to? Um, maybe I should ask my doctor. I feel like this is an occasion to smoke victory cigars, and I'm uh, not supposed to smoke I don't know. Cigars. You got to ask the doctor. Yeah, ask the doctor. I got to get clearance. All right, not 100. That, that feels sure. like what you do when you're a fat cat who backed a candidate and you win. You want to? We want to? We want to sit in that room with our cigars and make deals on how we're gonna, you know. How we're all going to get power now? Oh well, at least we're getting rich off this. I'm going to bring a map of Trumbull, Connecticut, District Four, and we're going to divide it up. We're going to divide up the neighborhoods of who, who what we get. Great idea. So, who gets what? Yeah. <laughs> who gets what exactly? <laughs> <laughs> what corners do I operate? <laughs> I got. I want the best. I, I've already picked out. I think which corners are the best. Most profitable. We're, we're capos in the Joe Garrick's crime family. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now running Trumbull, Connecticut. Plan. <laughs> I want to be in charge of, cause now, you know, with the big money and if you campaigning and running an election and being a politician, everyone knows the big money's in speeches. So I want to start booking him speech, you know, thousand, $5,000 a plate dinners across the United States of America. Yeah. The reelection campaign. The real, we got to start reelecting early. Yeah. I mean, the second like Barack Obama became a state Senator, all of a sudden it seemed like he was running for Senate and then he was running for president. So this is, we got to start moving Joe Garrick's up quickly. Moving him up. He's a big. Yeah, we got to get him into the. Into is there a seat he can challenge? We'll, we'll do some research next well, time. He's now out, he's we'll town council, so maybe like district council. District, yeah, and, and then, he'll be the selectman. Or we just go. You know what, Mayor Pete? We'll, we'll run for president. Mayor Pete's running. Yeah, if Mayor Pete can run, why can't Joe? Yeah, uh, you know that that should be our motto. Why can't? Why not Joe? Why not Joe? Town council to the United. Maybe he States. should jump into the race now. <laughs> <laughs> We've got momentum. He strike. You know, he's like Beto. Beto waited too long. <laughs> Beto lost. A, a, he... If we could get a cover of Joe Garrick's, uh, what, uh, what magazine? Like Vanity Fair, give him a cover. Yes. He was born for this. He was born for this. <laughs> <laughs> President of the United yeah. States, running yeah. just one town council. <laughs> Um, the payment, the payment right. party. Well, guess what? Yeah. We'll hash it out. We'll scheme it all out at the second floor of the Friars Club on Tuesday night. All right, next week, uh, tomorrow night. With, with night. Over mini hot dogs. It was, oh, I like it. Good callback. Over some mini yeah. hot dogs. Kaplan, Patreon. We got, thank you to, we have two new Patreon subscribers this week. We have Randy Kaplan, your wife, who, yes, who be, became a subscriber as an anniversary gift to me. Thank you. <laughs> That's the most, she became I a would. $5 subscriber for your 11 mm. year anniversary. <laughs> Well, it's not like it's a big year, you know. That's if it was true. The 20th, she would have been. She would have to do twenty, I think. So. Well, I was going to say right. you should at least keep up with the number of years. Right. She should be a ten dollars subscriber. I don't think we have eleven option, but we can come up with an eleven. And then uh, also, Kenan, uh, my old buddy from China, is now twenty bucks a month. What? A, getting in, baby. Look wow. at that. So we. So he can write copy now, right? So Kenan can write well any ad that he wants us to read, we will read on the podcast. Also, Gary Sparks is in there. So any ad he wants us to read, we will read on the podcast. They get a once a month ad read. They also get t-shirts. So mm. we they can come by the pod anytime they want. Anytime they're in New York, they can just come sit in on a on a podcast. They get free tickets to live pods whenever we do them, which we're putting one together right now. We're trying to nail down Blonde John. Hopefully it's yeah. for January. We're looking at January. Um, okay, January. First few weeks of January. But uh, they can come to that. And um, also they can send us in news stories. Also they get access to the super secret email address where they can send us any priority hate mail, anything like that. Uh, but the t-shirts is the big one. Cap, we need to come up with t-shirts. because Do we have-, we have t-shirts? Follow up, yes. We don't have t-shirts. We need to make we t-shirts. All right. Um, so what do we do? We'll get on I that mean, this I- week. 
and we'll come up with a design can they can people can our patreon people submit design ideas or that's a great idea i would say anyone can submit design ideas anyone as long yeah i I was gonna say as long as we only have two people on this level i think we have to keep the amount of letters on the shirt to a minimum or we're gonna lose money right (laughs) do you pay by the letter I think you pay by the letter when you make a shirt. So. That's not true. You don't Let's pay by the because l- what if you have zero know. letters and it's just a picture? Then it's free. Well, well a picture costs money too. You don't but. pay by the letter. You pay. By- I knew a guy. This guy, this comedian, uh, Michael Harrison. I'll say his name. I don't know if I should, but he was telling me one night. He says, "Real." He's like on the road. He's like a big road. He works the road all the time. Like been on the road for ten years. Comedian, you know. Yeah. And he's like, listen, the road, they're not going to pay you all these crappy comedy clubs. You barely get paid. You got to sell T it's all about merch. You got to sell t-shirts. And he's like, t-shirts, all you have to do, this is his whole thing. He goes, all these clubs, he's like touring Michigan and everywhere else. And he goes, all these clubs, all they want to do, you just said, uh, your design is either uh, weed or beer. That's it. Doesn't even have to say your name. Literally just a weed or beer innuendo. And then you go one side, because if you do front and back, you pay extra. And then he mm. says one color. I don't think it matters how many letters. It's the colors. Oh, okay, so we'll keep colors. one color. So All right. One color. What's our so, official color? Is we go red for, for China? Or? That's a good idea. Oh, no. Well, we're like that light green, right? The Lost in America color. Okay. The, the yeah. logo. So his whole thing was he's like, for you, I would suggest you just sell uh, T-shirts with all it has is a pot leaf in black. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't even smoke pot. That has nothing to do with the radio. He goes, doesn't matter. These drunks, they just want a pot leaf t-shirt. I'm like, if it doesn't even advertise me, like later on in my life, it's not like they're walking around and people are like, oh, what is that? He's like, doesn't matter. You can make those. He's like, I got a guy. It's $4 to make these t-shirts. He's like, you get the crappiest shirts. It's four bucks to make it. You sell for 20 bucks. You go home with a killing. We got to get this guy on the pod. It's a really great Maybe we could just take like common popular shirts. Like, cause you just said the pot leaf had me thinking like we could have like, a Che Guevara shirt, but he's just but, 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 but put in the map. Wait, the no, map no, no. Of it's just your like face. The map that we have so the Che Guevara shirt with the map that, that I hold in the in the, you know in the our podcast picture. So it's like he, Che Guevara's lost in America. We can just take pot leaves lost in America. Wait, Cap, play around with it. I have a great one. I have a great idea. It's uh, you know that one that's like the four leaders of the Russian revolutions. Yes, it's that, but it's like my face, your face, producer Matt, and blue shirt. And blonde John or blue shirt, yeah. <laughs> that would be so good. good. Yeah, all right. So we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to run the numbers by uh, – we'll have to go to the design guy, this store, find a guy. I can and, get uh, some artists. Uh, uh, maybe the, uh, Josh Thompson, the guy who did our, our, our original design, can sketch out one of those. But he did a design for the, the – he did the thing – the picture I'm talking about. He did our, like – yeah, the cover for that you get on iTunes and all that stuff. Yeah, because I was showing this. I was doing some real door to door last night. Uh, I was at some social events and I was plugging the podcast. And this girl looked at the picture and she's like, "That doesn't look anything like you. Your nose is." And I was like, "Well, I had a heart attack since then. If you listen to the pod, you'll know." Yeah, so I've thinned out, so I, I feel like he needs to update that with a post heart attack look for me. That's so, oh yeah, <laughs> okay, all, all right, Mister Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do it myself. You have I'll lost like thirty pounds, but uh, I'll, 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 I'll release a headshot. There you and, go. Uh, we'll put that on the. We should just do a picture of producer Matt on the shirt with like his phone number or his email address for the ladies. I kind of like this idea of the, uh, the four leaders of the Russian revolution. And then it's just our faces. <laughs> I don't know what the right. And it says lost in America on it. That's perfect. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cause they're uh, all right. Maybe, What's wrong with maybe. that? I have nothing's wrong with it. I just don't know what to write with it, but it's funny. They just write lost <laughs> in America. I think that works. Uh, all right. I like it. 
And then, yeah, the fourth, well, I guess we can auction off the fourth person on the picture because it could be Blue Shirt. It could be Gary Sparks. Gary Sparks. I mean, he's the first, you know, the shirt could be, you just, the shirt could just say, Dear Gary or Dear, that guy you knew in China. It's just, you know, <laughs> they're the ones who got him yet. So, oh, yeah. Want? Take requests. <laughs> That's true. Get their picture on the, on the, on the shirt. All right. <laughs> anyway. So that's that. Shout right. out to both of them. Cap. So uh, go to Patreon people. Support us. We're, uh, you know, we're moving the goalposts. I want a hundred dollars a month. So look it up. We're up to 79 us. bucks. We have 12 people. We're putting out yeah. podcasts every single week this week. What, what did we talk about last week? Kaplan, I broke down what my goals are in stand-up comedy and how like, yeah, what I how I see my career going. Kaplan, you had I updated everyone on uh, how I lost. I, I literally had just lost uh, my life's work, my novel, and uh, that's I all. About don't that just process. tease it. Just yeah. tease it. Yes, tease it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we don't know if it's found or not. Was there a fire in my apartment? I don't. I can tell you how it happened. Did I? Or if you found it, you have to listen to the listen to Patreon. Nope. So go next to Lost in America. I'll tell you if I found it next week's wrap up show. So go to lostinamericapod.com. Uh, there's a Patreon thing will pop up at you. Click that. You can join five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, fifteen, twenty. If you're in the 20 range, you get the um, you get the free you get the free T-shirt, you get all the extra stuff. If you're in the five dollar range, you get the podcast every week. So uh, that's it, Cap. Let's get to Lost in America. All right, play the music. All right, we're back, Kaplan. You are lost in America this week. What's up, man? Yeah, well, first off, I want to say um, that uh, Teddy Kaplan and my sister did a guest lost in America this last week. I wanted <laughs> okay. to get they were very proud of it. Teddy, they were in the elevator in my building, and um, Teddy, Teddy, there was right, it was right after Halloween, so they're probably the reason there was a there was like a candy, a mini Milky Way uh, on the floor of the elevator. Okay. And... Um, uh, the people in the elevator, these people in the elevator, are like, oh, they, they were offering it to Teddy. Like, you should take that. And Teddy's like, I don't take candy from strangers. It was and they're on the like, floor? well, it was sitting on the floor, but it was in the wrapper. And they were telling Teddy to take it. And he said he doesn't take candy from strangers or off the floor. And then when they got out of the elevator, he's like, why did those people, apparently he said, why did those people want to give me candy from strangers? It's theirs. And he kicked it. And it, right as the elevator door shut, and the, <laughs> so the elevator got stuck in my building for about 30 minutes. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Explain. I don't understand. The elevator, they, they let these people left the elevator on their floor. Okay. Teddy decided for some reason to kick the Milky Ways after them because he didn't want them to be, they were offering him, strangers offering him candy. He's telling the story. So he's kicking, but okay. he didn't kick it because he plays, you know, we've discussed his soccer game. We, we don't win any games. Yeah. So his boot, he doesn't have a golden boot. <laughs> so he didn't kick it far enough to reach the hallway. It landed in the shaft of the elevator and the door oh. then apparently shut and got stuck on it. No, so they, were they were trapped in the building. My sister had no phone or anything. So um, the Milky no Way was lodged and it's, it broke yes. the the whole elevator. It broke the whole elevator. Elevators are breaking all the time, but this time it was actually, they were the cause. My sister had no idea what to do. Like the, the joke, I, when I found out, I was like, I wonder who's panicking more, Teddy or my sister, probably my sister. So Lisa Kaplan didn't know what to do, but Teddy knew there's a call button. He probably knew this because he's always pressing it. I'm always yelling at the kids because they're just pressing it for no reason. So he calls the, they call the, you know, you call like the front desk of your building and, uh, the, um, they send someone up and the first guy said, Oh, it's going to be, they have to get a technician. It's too stuck. But then another guy came by while they were waiting and is apparently able to lodge it out. 
he noticed there was something stuck there, but didn't realize it was their fault. So they made it out of there. Um, a okay. And, uh, you know, Ruby was upset when she heard of the story because she's like, it's no fair. Teddy always gets the lost stories. He's always the one getting <laughs> lost. Or, I was like, he is more. So she really wants to get into venture. So, and I was like, I told him and Teddy and Teddy said to my sister, apparently, Oh, this would be a funny story for me to tell on daddy's podcast. So sorry, Teddy, I just told it for you. Oh I, I my God. I couldn't book you today, but uh, cap, this <laughs> so is America. Yeah. You know what I would do if this were, if I was, if it was me and my kid in this situation, What's that? I would sue Milky Way. Yeah, sue Milky Way. Yeah. I was thinking, should I sue them or should I sue the elevator or sue both? I would sue Milky Way for making their their candy bars the size, the dangerous size. Right. They should make it so that it's too small to break an elevator or too large that you wouldn't be able to. Exactly. This is uh, and and then the, 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 you know, mental trauma that your child, he's a child, your child, he's a child trapped in no phones, no stimulation for 30 minutes left alone with his thoughts as the father of a son, as the father of a son. Uh, are you right? Big lawsuit for Eminem and Mars. I think is that the company that owns Milky Way. I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, all right, good. Let's get blue on the case. I'm glad you had that. That's my solution. But I have more on the elevators, on more elevator stuff to talk Ooh, about. Can double I, loss. Can I do another, a double loss. Can I give you more? We got time, yeah. Solo? Yeah. So, so speaking of elevators, there's a, um, we have a new library in Long Island City. It just opened. Um, and I know, have you ever noticed it when you've been, when you visited me on the water when it was being built? I no. say this because it was, it was being built for roughly 10 years. Okay. It was a, um, it broke ground in, I believe, I just moved to the area. I think it was 2009. Mayor Bloomberg was here. And then, and then it sat in a spot for a couple of years. Nothing happened. And then they did a ribbon cutting with uh, your boy de Blasio. Oh, yeah, Billy ago. D. And then it was being built at the slowest pace possible. And there were all sorts of rumors that there was, a, you know, there was like a dock worker. They had to have these fancy windows from Spain. And there was a dock worker strike in Spain. So that was the holdup. So this thing moved so slow that it was a really a running joke in the neighborhood about it. You know, and it's a prime real estate. It's right on the water. So finally, 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 this year, the uh, just about a month ago, the, the uh, library finally opened. Um, and I went. To, I went to. The, it was like a big. You know, it was everyone. It's the all, all the royalty of Long Island City had to had to turn up to see The who's who. I, the who's who. And it really brings everyone together. It's like this is what we do. We break bread at the library. So I came in there. You know, wanting to give it the benefit of doubt. Um, and these. So have you been? When's the last time you've been to a library in general? Like, do you ever go? Um, no, I think probably when I went to like the Reagan library when I was 14 or something. Right. But not like a local neighborhood library. It's been a while. Like, like in, yeah. New York public library or Sacramento or anywhere. So, yeah. so I don't know if they're all this way or this one is this way because it's brand new, but it's, as it's like, you find a place that's packed with people who are, um, who are like, it's like they're, it's like they want to go to, a, it's like the world's smug, smuggest coffee shop almost. But it's like they're also like taking like a trip back to the 90s and they're loving it. So what I mean is there's people in there per, br- browsing the DVD aisles and taking out DVDs, like renting DVDs, you know? You can do this in a library still. Okay, well, this like, is how long it's been. I didn't even know you could rent DVDs in a library. Okay, so like the last time I went to a library was when I lived in Los Angeles. I used to go a lot because we had like, real, we had like dial-up internet. So we used to go over the internet. And my roommate John used to take, we take CDs out and he would burn them. And yeah. he would take VHS tapes out. We would take movies out, and he would dub those too. So it was pre-DVD as well. But, but yeah, you can take out DVDs. You can take out um, magazines. Did you know you can take out magazines at a library? No. Like, which is really like seems the magazine industry is dying already. It seems like I know people who go to libraries think like they're 
they're like better people. They read books still. They read magazines. They read, they watch, you know, they're like, but they're actually more accelerating the death of a lot magazine because they're the people who actually want to read a magazine and they're still too cheap to pay for a subscription or buy it on newsstand. They're taking it out of a library, uh, which I find and so it's amazing to me. Like I, I went to like, while I was there with my kids, I was like, I'll sit and read a magazine. And half of them are gone. So be taken out, checked out. Uh, and there's even, um, it's so, you remember the magazine Highlights magazine, the kids thing they always have at the dentist? Yes, of course. I, I thought it went out of business because I haven't seen one in so many years and I go to doctor's offices with the kids and stuff, but they do exist because they're at the library. Um, and that's my other point is like the library is, is basically, as far as I could tell, it's put together um, to like, for like smuggy people to entertain their kids. It's like the world's greatest playground for these people because it's like the, the amount of kids books compared to fiction books not I, I can't there's more there's actually more kids books than fiction books by a long shot which seems impossible like i don't think any real library would have that no well, like bookstore yeah now that you mention it i think tyler and anna do take their kids to the library i think that is like a suburban smuggy thing to do yeah is to go it, to the library and then like hang out at the library for the day with your kids yeah yeah and you feel smart i guess and you're reading and you're this but you're yeah, you're, it, it's, it's, it's a weird thing because, again, you're not buying books. You're taking them out free, and you're feeling all great about it. So I'm sitting in this library, with my and my kids – Teddy runs into his best friend, and they're, like, just running around the library, like, causing mayhem. Like, they're, they're playing some game, and they're being noisy, and I keep shushing them. And then I realize that nobody's giving them dirty looks, and nobody's um, – uh, and there's other noises. And I'm like, oh, they they haven't – they're so desperate for people to be into a library that they seem to have just like eliminated that you have to be quiet. Like the whole thing of the library is you have to be quiet. So if sure, you're a kid, that's like first rule of the library. It should be the first rule, right? Um, so that has been eliminated all in the name of, of uh, desperately trying. Like it's like the, they're so desperate to be accepted and liked. And, you know, with sort of good reason because guess how much it costs to build a library in Long Island City? It costs $41 million. Whoa. Like they built a $41 million uh, coffee shop, basically, slash blockbuster video store, slash magazine stands. Whoa. And, and, and here's the best part is that because of these windows they built, that you know, it looks very nice for a library. Um, they're having like all these leak issues. Uh, there's like it, it, so that, so it's leaking all the time that there is a quiet room but it's not they didn't make it soundproof they somehow forgot that so when these kids are running around being maniacs and everyone's encouraging it because they want to be kid friendly there's no like quiet place and the best part is is that i've learned because i've got inside sources at the uh at the uh at the old library services i can't say who but they are going to have to shut this thing down very soon because there's the floor essentially the floor that um the kids room is on there's an elevator that leads to that floor where the kids' books is, but to get to on the other side of that same floor where are, are where the adult books are that I'm talking about the really small fiction section. And to get to that section, you have to go down a flight of stairs and then go back up another flight of stairs. It's like in the, the way they built it. It's almost like two sides of the same. Uh, and there's no elevator. So it's not handicap accessible. Uh, it's like against the handicap act. Apparently they have to like retrofit the building they have to close the elevator shaft down. Sure. And, and so there's going to be like, I'm giving a tip. There's going to be a ride in Long Island city. Cause everyone was like, Oh my God, the city actually, it opened the library and now it's about to close down. Um, and yeah, so it's going to be, that's going to be the next thing. There's going to be an actual, 
it, it, it's pretty amazing to me. The government is, uh, this is the alt middle. We're against, I think we're against $41 million libraries, right? Yeah, uh-huh, yes. A hundred percent. Also you, it's, it's, it's a classic move where you let an architect design like the really coolest looking library of all time without any, anyone double checking what's legal and what's illegal in terms of, cause this happens in California. There's, there's this guy who's made his whole career going around. He's like a dude in a wheelchair and he's, yeah. he's made his whole career going around finding places that don't have wheelchair accessibility and then suing them and then making oh. like $10 million a pop every time he does it. Right. And, but it's uh, amazing when you build a new structure, it seems like in, in 2019, one of the first things you think of. Exactly. You know, it's like you don't meet to anybody while you're building it and you make it handicap accessible. Yeah. The like two the- things you have to do. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Everything right. else, do whatever you want. This, this so you're telling like, me, they want, they wait, Cap, you're telling me that the libraries, it's not like the old school libraries of, of our, of our youth where it's like silent and people are working on term papers. It's kind of like a cl- a kid's like playground. I mean, I didn't go to, it's really weird the way it's built. Cause it's almost like a museum where it's like open and there's like, you can see down into all the different floors without actually getting going in them. But there isn't that much actual space in the floors. It's like this big rotunda, but it seems to me that, yeah, there's like an area to sit where you can read, but it's in the middle of the thing. So like anybody moving in any direction is going to make noise. The fit, there's a, there's a giant kids area. It's the biggest area. Plus there's a thing downstairs for kids. So, it just is like a, it's like a romper room. It's not a, I don't, there is a quiet room apparently, but as I said, they didn't put a soundproof wall in it. So, I mean, <laughs> here's not, the thing. It's not a place to write term papers. No. To take the side of libraries for, for a minute, you know, they spent the last two or three decades just slowly going out of business. So maybe they decided we need to like revamp our business model. And right. Redo the whole thing and, and make and, it a and place also- for kids. I mean, they're also, I think I didn't mention you can um, get like photocopies and scans and email and printing, all the stuff that most people, I mean, it's nice for, I guess, poor people, um, but they're going to come in there and get like, they, they can't, uh, I don't know that if they, if they can't work, if they're, if they're handicapped, they're screwed. But um, so yeah, that's, that's the, uh, and then the last thing on the library, um, which I think it's funny timing. Cause I just got this letter in the mail from my alma mater, Syracuse university. Uh, they've been sending into a lot of alumni cause our, uh, our friend Gideon Cohen also got one. But they, my Syracuse University sent me a letter telling me that they're forgiving. I have owe them seven dollars in library fines, and they have a new policy where after twenty years they're forgiving all loans. So I can now graduate apparently, or get my diploma, or use. I don't know. There's all these things I couldn't do apparently because I owed seven dollars to the library. Wait, you never breaking. graduated? I, I did graduate, but it says, oh, I wouldn't be able to get my transcripts. It says I wouldn't, and I wouldn't be able to. Uh, do any more borrowing if I ever was on campus and I wouldn't be able to get a new, an SU alumni identification. All those things are apparently denied to me all these years. I didn't realize because <laughs> I owed $7. Uh, but it says the fine forgiveness policy. So this is why though libraries new, need a new business model. Because if you think about it with interest and everything, like I should owe a lot of money. They should, they should at least tell me I owe like, I don't know, $200 or forgiving though. So um, that's, did you ever go to the library at University of Miami? Cause I actually, I don't remember. And I feel like this makes me look bad that I went to the library apparently. No, but, no, no, of course. Yeah. I spend a lot of time in the library. Like do but, I do my, go up in the stacks, go to the, right. You would go, fifth, but did you, actually check book, you, you actually check books out. Uh, no, I don't think I ever checked a book out. I just use it yeah. as a place to study. Yeah. Um, Get stuff that's done. what it was. Yeah. But I would do it only when like, it was like a floor that was like not the quiet floor at Syracuse where there'd be like a lot of 
hot chappy girl. So I would do well, that. Well, no, that's what I was going to say. Study. Like it was, <laughs> if you actually wanted to get work done, you had to go up to like the fifth, sixth, seventh floor of the library up to like some stack of books and just sit there by yourself. But the first floor was for all the people who wanted to, it was a scene. It was like to look like you were studying, but really it might as well have been a cafeteria or it might as well have been like the brewery down the street. Everybody's just talking and like going around hitting on chicks. It was just yeah. like more, way more of a scene. I guess that's like the, uh, the college version of what the, uh, you know, the scene, the scene in my library in Long Island city, which is like, has every woke, you know, kids book imaginable, but none of the, like no Dostoevsky. It's like, it's a scene for, uh, for, for, for for the smuggy, uh, parents. Right. Yeah. So so it's like college is a scene for, uh, the kids who have to do schoolwork but don't really want to. And exactly. I, you know, All the, right, the Caps, Speaking of unsolicited, yeah. uh, males, oh, yeah. should we get to lost in America? I mean, should we get to, should we get to us? Yes, we just talk more about us. We haven't done enough. Play the music. All right, we're back. Kaplan, I, I want to get into this. So I'll start, and then you, I'll tell you where I entered this story because this is mind blowing, and then you can go, you can go backwards. We'll treat it like a Quentin Tarantino movie. All right. Okay. So I was, I, t- I'm on the West Coast right now, 10 36 p.m. the other night, which would be 1 36 in the morning in New York City. I get a email, which is a request via Venmo for me to pay $50. It's like a request for money. Like I owed someone, this happens if you owe someone money. Like, so it was a request for $50 to go see Ikram and the immigrant groove play at some bar in New York city. I don't know what it is. These, if you don't have Venmo or PayPal, what happens is, or Venmo specifically, I think if say Kaplan and I say, we go out to dinner, you owe me 50 bucks. You forget to pay me a week later. I might just send you this message to be like, Hey man, you owe me 50 bucks. Right. Yeah. And then you'll get an email. You're going to notice to be like, Hey, Turner's requesting $50 from you. So I get a $50 request from Ikram to go see Ikram in the immigrant groove, except for, I haven't spoken to Ikram in six months. We haven't, um, that we were at his, I guess whenever Weber's birthday was, we went up to his apartment that night. And then, or was it your birthday? It was your birthday. And um, literally, I, that was the last time I spoke to him. I don't it know. It was before my birthday. It was um, four or five months birthday. ago. Blue Shirt's birthday. Blue Shirt's birthday. So, yeah, you, me, and Blue Shirt. Yeah, five months ago, six months ago. And I, also, I've never, you would only usually send this email. If in the last day or two, he'd been like, hey, man, you coming to the show or he'd already given me tickets. and I'd forgotten to pay him or something like that. So that's all I know. And then you come in. What what's the backstory here? So, yeah, it's funny because I had seen this event, I guess, on my Facebook. I think he invited me to it or something. But I was walking. I didn't think anything of it. Then I'm walking down the street the other day in New York City and I just see this guy in like a. I don't know. It's almost like a dashiki or something. It's like he's wearing this outfit. It's like a, it's a, or it's like a, it's a cross. It's either that or it's like a pimp coat. It's like a crazy, really colorful outfit. And I, and I just see him a mile away. And I'm like, oh, that's Ikram. And I'm, but I'm like, well, I'm pretty far away from him. But I'm walking in that direction, and he's just like not moving. And he's like on the phone or something, or he's probably dropping an ends. I can see him dropping an ends. And then all of a sudden he start, turns to move and I just sort of, I could not, he ran into Ikram in the middle of the city. You got to acknowledge him. So I just like of pat course. him on the shoulder and he turned around and he like freaked out and like without missing a beat, he had his phone re- by his like ear by his, and he's like head, head ends up. 
and was entering, I think, Jennifer Miles Peak. No way, really? And he's like, guess who I just ran into? I'm here with Mike, with Kaplan on the streets of New York City. This is crazy. And they started laughing like Ikram always does. (laughs) And then he started on the air telling me how I had to come to this event, this gala. And uh, and I was like, all right, yeah, maybe. Uh, I guess uh, I'll check it out if I can go. And he's like, you got to go. And he's like, how's it going with the, and I told him what the pilot podcast is doing. I told him about Patreon. And he's like, oh, yeah, if you get enough Patreons, you know, come back to the studio. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like we're going to reinvest our money in a in working there when we, we pay to work there. Yeah. So, and also, sense. he gave us a space, but he, we didn't have a producer. We got producer Matt over there now. Right. That's if we it's, it's like the opposite. Like, if yeah. so uh, and then we went on our way and then I got the exact same message you got probably around one in the morning as well. Asking um, you for money. And- asking me for money and this so guy invented him. venmo why is he asking me for money and i texted him like hey what's going on what is this gala what actually is it what did you dress up and he just sent me the link and if and if you look at the link there's no um i i don't know if you could say there's even information like, like it's not really have you have you looked at the website at all no, I just 100 percent ignored it I don't, i'm not yeah. going to, to I, what gala is even talking about and also he so didn't a, like it's if, called the immigrant gala right um and it's on uh if, if fans events from the pod want to go it's on december 4th in the bowery ballroom um oh oh it does say the attire <laughs> this is great so first of all it's 18 plus to get in so any kids out there who want to go fairly and he says cultural attire occur- encouraged what culture so i guess just but i assume you just wear your own culture right because it's always cultural appropriation so, so I just wear a Bobby Hurley shirt jersey. <laughs> it's like Halloween for if I should I show up like just like a rabbi or something? Like, should, <laughs> should I have some payas and a beard and a top hat? Or yes. um, I, I don't know what I, I'm supposed to do. Big fake uh, beard. He, Big fake. He's beard. got Ikram and Damian Groover playing. The Nappy Roots are playing. No, they're not. The, uh, Nappy Roots. That's the name of a band. Independent Council of Funk. Wait, 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 Kaplan. You know Nappy Roots, right? No. They're like a famous band. Oh really? Oh yeah, Nappy Roots like has toured uh, like like festivals for the past twenty five years. Uh, the Femoro Mali Trio, Lawrence Alexander. I don't uh, know them. You saw the Morning Morning Joe in the House of Funk. It's a band dedicated to Joe Scarborough. Um, <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. So and it says on site voter registration. All proceeds go to immigrant causes. That see that's a very human fund of Ikram. He just says immigrant causes. Yeah, but he's an immigrant. He, He's an immigrant. This could all be going to him. Of I'm course. Not sure. Yeah. I'm a, I'm Wait, they have the nappy down. roots. That that actually is mind blowing. It's also equally. I'm surprised you actually haven't heard of the nappy roots. They're, I mean, I yeah, I don't know what kind of. Who they're like they? a jam band. They were always on tour with like Fish and all that kind of stuff. Oh, well, I hate Fish. So yeah, but oh, it's yeah, that genre. Southern rap quartet. I see. Pretty big though. Here's the thing, mm. Ikram. If you want to, if you, I'm speaking directly to Ikram here. If you yeah. want to ask some, if you want to invite someone to see, <laughs> I, I'm experienced at in telling people about my comedy shows, right? Yeah. You go, you send an email maybe, or you make a Facebook post, something you invite them on Facebook. First, you have to tell them what the event is. Yes. And once they're aware, then maybe they, in, they express interest in coming to this event, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you can send them a link to where to buy tickets. I think right. that anything beyond that, he skipped all of those steps and literally just went to me owing him $50. I mean, this is possibly a great new business model to, you know, people always talk about Ticketmaster, how they suck. 
you know, for artists who want to cut out, you like, instead of you buying tickets to any, to a comedy show or a band, you just literally Venmo the artist money and you're he's, like, he's going to put us on the list or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, he's not. Well, wait, no, but here's, here's even more, like, even, even more here, even more. I got more. So I didn't, I, like you would only send someone that thing if they owed you money. So he right. sent it to me like I owed him money. And I will tell you, it's not a bad idea because, and I'm going to contradict myself in just a minute, but it's not a bad idea because I'm sure the type of people he hangs out with, there's people getting hammered. They're blacked out drunk. They don't know if they actually, he didn't even say what I owed him money for. It could have been, somebody could have been like, oh, he probably bought me dinner last week and I forgot about it. So I owe him money. Or like, oh, it's probably for, uh, he bought, I bought him, or he bought me drinks last night and I was so drunk, I can't yes. remember. So I'm sure he, there's a certain amount of people who are just going to give him 50 bucks thinking, I mean, if he sent that to 5,000 people. Yeah, well, we talk about door to door, you know, when we do live shows and stuff. Yeah. And people, this is really, take. we got to do this in the next live podcast instead of, but we, that's what I'm saying. We have to send links. Now, I mean, we do send links, I guess, to people. But Can I but tell you where thing, his thing broke down, though? Yeah. Here's where it breaks down. Is Venmo is a platform that it has in its terms of service, specifically, you are not allowed to use it for business. Oh, really? And if anyone should know that, if anyone, the inventor of Venmo should probably know that. And you're only supposed to use it for friend, like loaning money back and forth to friends. You're it's illegal to use it for business to the point where I was selling comedy. I was selling my CDs after a show the other night at punchline comedy club. And this girl was like, Hey, um, I don't have cash. Can I pay you? Uh, can I pay you online? I'm like, yeah, PayPal or Venmo. And she's like, Oh, I better give it to you on PayPal because Venmo doesn't allow you to do business. And she's like, I should know that I got fined $5,000 by Venmo because I was running my dog walk business on Venmo. Oh, really? Cause people do, I mean, pay for stuff, but I guess they just do it with like coded emojis and stuff. And exactly. Be, and, 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 but so she had yeah, people Venmo paying her on Venmo, being like, thanks for the dog walk, dog walk money, dog walk money, dog walk money. Boom. She said they seized $5,000 of her money. By the way, it would be an amazing loss in America, guest loss in America, if we can get Ikerman a month from now because Venmo hits him with a, a fine. <laughs> 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 These are the founders. I mean, he's not involved anymore and he forgot the rules and he fired him. He's requesting 50 <laughs> bucks from everybody to yeah. go see the immigrant least, groove. I mean, you know, I guess... I will say that as we talk about this, well, two things, well, you know, he sent it to me. So with me, it makes a little more sense because I had run into him at least. So I knew what he was talking about. Uh, I, and I expressed like, you know, interest when you, some, when you run into somebody and they try to tell you about something, like when yeah, I tell someone about the podcast, you nod, you feign interest. Um, so it makes a little more sense for me, but yeah, unless he thinks you listen to that NC made, you'd have no idea what we were talking about. He so, didn't even, he wasn't uh, like, Hey Turner, what's up? I got this thing. I'm going to send you like, here's where you can get tickets. It was nothing. It was just, yeah. uh, give me 50 bucks. Like, um, why do I owe you 50 bucks? Right. And now that we talk about it, I might go to the event because I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, he did give me, uh, fifteen hundred dollars for two football yeah and uh uh he did give us that studio space for a while so here's where i'm not going here's where i'm not going to the event i've already seen i went last time remember you didn't go no one else went with me i went by myself to see you went to see his band yes i've seen it groom in the immigrant group they're actually a lot of fun but it was like 20 bucks i don't know how he's upping it to 50 bucks well because you're going to see nappy roots i think it's because you're going to see nappy roots oh it's a charity well, I think so. He says it goes to immigrant causes, but you're right. It might yeah, be, a, it's just it might him. be a scam. 
That's a scam. Uh, uh, the other reason why I'm not going is because he's never come to see me, except for he came to see me one time at the Lantern when it was free. And uh, and then uh, he hasn't seen me say it. That was like years ago. He hasn't came to one since. of our live pods, I believe. Yeah, we gave him free tickets, and then he talked through the whole thing. He did. He was a, he was he was a disruptor. He came an hour late and then wouldn't shut up mm. the entire time he was there. I love Ikram, but come on, buddy. All right. Well, maybe we'll uh, – I'm going to end some about it, and maybe I'm on the fence. I'll let people know what I, uh, what I end up doing. But, oh, they just have a thing. Wow. Oh, student – they've changed their pricing system. It says students are free. <laughs> if, my, if I can get my student alumni ID now from Syracuse, now that I pay my library fees, I think I can. Uh, and then uh, there's a VIP ticket for $2,400, which includes an open bar. That's insane. And, and he's if you a, be he's a, a crazy person. Ikram is a crazy person. <laughs> Wait, this is for all our businesses out there. If you want to sponsor, be a, a main sponsor, it's $30,000. I assume that also comes with an open bar. $30,000 to so sponsor the immigrant groove? So look, for people who think are, are on the fence about being our Patreons, we have never asked you for $30,000. <laughs> so Wait, never... Kaplan, what does that get you for $30,000? Like, does you, your logo on the drum set or something? Or like, what, what, how could it possibly be worth it? I don't know, but I, I, yeah, I should ask him that. I'm going to answer that. What do we get? Also, that's a America. classic. It's a classic panic move to go from $50 to free. <laughs> yeah, but also, so, all right, so let me break this up. The $50 is the early bird. It actually expires today, the day we're recording. So okay. I don't know if they're really going to, I don't know if they're going to enforce that or not. But the, the, they, I've been on this website. I was on it the other day when Ikram, uh, you know, when we first sent me the thing. And there's, um, there's a, now they've just added, it's called an industry ticket for $25. It doesn't explain what that means, but I could just buy that, I guess. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's, that's Wait, so desperate. early bird tickets are more expensive? No, well, they're 50 and then it goes up to $100, apparently, for regular tickets starting tomorrow. Or you can just get uh, an industry ticket. Or you can just, well, yeah, does the industry ticket go up? I, I don't know. This <laughs> is <Vicar>. chaos. <laughs> we might have to have Vicar Monson to explain. This reminds me of one of those meetings back at, at, at the Inns offices. Oh, boy, yes. Is is uh, Celeste going to be there? <laughs> and uh, Are they going mean, to bring our shares of... of uh, our, our share, yeah, because our shares. Yeah, so they have early bird. They have students, general admission, VIP. Yeah, I'm just gonna do the, the industry ticket, 25 bucks, done. There you go. You're in the industry. Uh, I'm in the industry. I'm in the uh, immigrant industry and the music industry and the <laughs> immigrant industry. And, yeah, yeah. So uh, there you go. Well, there you go. Yeah, That's a, one big advertisement for uh, Ikram and the Immigrant Groove. Ikram and the Immigrant Groove. Go see them, everybody. At uh, oh, I gotta go to Venmo. All right, I'm gonna pay them 25 dollars when we get off. Sounds good. All right, should we get to the news? Yeah, let's uh well let's play the news music. We got a lot of news. Play the music. Back Kaplan, first news story of the week comes to us from the Independent. Independent, I like it. Families, families going present free at Christmas to cut down on waste. I love it. Uh, the I, chances of it actually speaking as a Gentile, 
this you as you I think you had told me this before, but they must not have kids because this is not something like listen, Drew Freilich tried this. He told me with Halloween they tried this. They, they were tried it. No, no costume thing that we discussed, I think. No candy, no costume. He told me this like six months ago when I was out there doing comedy with him in uh, Michigan. And he, I was like, oh, what's uh, you guys doing? Are you excited for? I don't know why we're talking about the, uh, Halloween, but he's like, oh, no, no, no. Our son, we're not going to let him do Halloween. You know, it's like a commercialism in America and candy is unhealthy for you. And that's all well and good until he's the only four year old at school without in a Halloween costume or any candy. And then you just feel like an asshole. So yeah. they caved pretty much immediately on that whole I mean, concept. Like, like I'm a Jew, so I would love it if if the if the you people got rid of your giving gifts because that would be that would be huge for us as far as uh, recruiting. We haven't had we haven't had any we haven't had any good recruiting year in a long time. True. So that would really it'd be like you it'd be like when a team goes on probation, like after the Penn State scandal. When uh, I thought, oh, Penn State screwed Syracuse, maybe get some football players. Sandusky, you're talking about. This, this is the equivalent of Sanduskying your, uh, your your holiday because you're going to lose all the kids. If you, <laughs> if you, but it's also a way to Sandusky the environmental movement, to be honest. Because can you stop like, saying Sandusky as right, a right, verb? No more. <laughs> all right, I'll stop using it as a verb. Last time, but you know, you you have a situation where we always say, say I keep saying how all these global warming, the March for climate change. There's all the youth march that Greta, what's her name? Greta, the, Greta, Greta von Strasburg, not, not the one who, uh, who was in the movie Ladybird, the other Greta who's famous, Greta uh, von, whatever. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. The, everybody's saying that like uh, my gen, the boomers and gen X, we all fucked up the earth and these kids are going to deal with it. And so kids are more about the environment. But if you tell, if you turn around and say, because of the environment, we're not giving you gifts anymore. You're gonna lose, that next generation is gonna say fuck the environment. You're gonna, they're gonna rebel. Of course, so, yeah, that's gonna that that's gonna fall apart real fast if they say no Christmas presents because of the environment. Yeah, so I would highly advise uh, my Gentile friends out there not to do this for Christmas. I mean, you can there's ways. Look, you could cut down on wrapping paper. I don't think I as a, as a parent, as a father of a cho- of children who get gifts, <laughs> I will say that I don't. You know, I used to try to wrap things to be funny, and but Randy does most of the wrapping around here, around our, our our places. But sometimes I'll just buy them gifts, and I'm like, I don't, there's no wrapping. Whatever, who cares? They do not. Kids do not care if they get a gift they want. True. Like you put it in a bag or in the bag it came in or something. You just like so. There's like a moment of of uh, the unveil. That's all the wrapping paper is. The unveil. It's the unveil. So, it's, you put it behind your back and then just show it to them. Like that's an unveil. So that's, that's my environmental way to do it. I think. Well, the only, the other thing about the wrapping paper is that it allows you a big part about Christmas is like starting in early December, one by one under the tree, there oh, starts to right. be presents coming. Do you guys, I have questions. So with, uh, I know Hanukkah now you guys give presents, right? Yes. For a long time. We've for a presents. long time. I mean, and you give one uh, a day. America. Is it one a day? It's like, it's generally one a night. Yeah. Um, and are those yeah. something that are out in advance? Like, like Christmas presents are? Or no. Is it, oh, so like you guys, so, so then for you, you guys, there is no wrapping paper necessarily. My mom used to hide them in the closet and before she wrapped and I, I knew where they were. So I just go snoop around, but <laughs> yeah, we, there's no reason to wrap because we're going to, unless we're headed and you want them to see what it is. If they see the spot. Yeah. But, but the, um, yeah. And, and I guess you guys would have to, yeah, it'd be trouble. Cause you guys do that thing where you come wake up early and you go to the tree and you, You'd have to, I don't know, hire a night watchman or something to, to, to keep <laughs> yeah, some people, or put a, a tarp up or so it creates some jobs, but it would be harder, I guess. <laughs> night, <just>. Christmas night <laughs> watchman. <laughs> Job creation. This is uh, this is really what Bernie should run on. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas night watchman platform. 
Yeah, it's better for the environment and better for the economy. It's great. Next story of the week comes to us from CNN, Kaplan. Although I saw this story everywhere. Retired doctor, 67 years old, gives birth in China after getting pregnant naturally, making her the country's oldest new mom. Wow. Chinese lady, 67 years old. Here's why can I am all in favor of this story. This is good news. This means that there is zero pressure on Ye and I to have kids because she can uh, have kids until she's 67. Oh, uh, that was what I was going to say. That was going to be my uh, <laughs> We came to the same conclusion. That's why I pulled this story. I'm like, congratulations, Turner. Yes. You have no pressure. If your mom starts giving you problems, say, I got Wait, let's do the math. How old is she? She has 30 something yeah. more years, 35 more even, years. Even like if that. she's, you know, three more years. That maybe say maybe 65 to be safe, but the Chinese have proven they yeah. are, they, they've beaten the system. But how do you, because they're only, I mean, when they only had one kid, um, I, that would be, you, you know, you could wait, I guess, a while. So maybe that's, maybe it's from the Chinese one child policy. It's well, evolved. I think it is. I think the whole yeah. reason why they're probably trying is because they probably had one kid their whole life. And then now you get to be 67. They change the rules. You're allowed to have two. And they're like, oh, let's try to have a second kid. Yeah. You know, that's, um, I mean, in America, it would really destroy the, uh, you know, there's all these different fertility businesses in this country uh, and around the world for that matter. Um, cause it's hard to have kids in your older and then the people, you know, maybe someone never had kids and they want us, so they do, they, they freeze eggs, they do all sorts of things. But if you maybe can figure out, they can study this woman, figure out what her secret is. This could be the next big craze. This could be it. Cap, what do you think that the age, the, the amount of kids limit should be in the United States? In China, it's two. You can have two kids in America. What do you think the limit should be going forward? Not going backwards. Cause I know you have four which is probably over most people's limit. But what would you say? Have, well, my forward? mom had four. Yes, my mom yeah. had four. I have two. I, I think, you know, we're the land of excess, and I think we we need to have no caps or, or a really random cap, a funny cap, like 20. Like, that would just be random. Because <laughs> I've noticed a lot of, like, a lot of times you're watching a game and, they'll, like, some player will be, like, one of, like, 18 or something, and you're like, that's why they get, they get a super all-American. Like, you're, they're rewarded for how many kids they've put, how many, I don't uh, think most people take that as a positive that they're, yeah, from well, I'm, family you know, it's too. my, maybe this is my Jewish nature. Cause the Jews, uh, we don't have a lot of kids, the, uh, the secular ones, but we're supposed to, that's like the thing, the first thing they teach us in like uh, Hebrew school, it's like, uh, they're like how, you know, the number one mitzvah, which is a good deed. They call it in Judaism is like to have as many, you know, it's just to make as many children as their stars in the sky and Jewish children. So oh, we're wow. supposed to have a lot of kids. That's so because we and we've always we're, everyone's always trying to kill us. So that's that's sort of the logic there. So I think we should. I don't think you should put a cap on it personally. And if we can figure out ways for older, because when you're older, you're wiser. You'd be a totally different parent. I do think being a younger parent, it's you know, it's a little, it's a little better. It's a little easier on the knees. Being you know, it's hard. Uh, I, I don't imagine a 67 is the best, but um, but you know, do, do you do you, by the way? Do you know that my but Teddy was saying this this morning? Uh, again, this is you know what Teddy's theory is on how children are made what he's and he tells it to ruby with real authority so it's her theory too he says um he says uh the, your mom the mommy eats a seed a baby seed and the baby grows and she chooses if she wants a boy or a girl she's a boy seed if it's a boy a girl seed it's a girl so teddy's like mommy wanted a boy first so she ate a boy seed and then she wanted a girl so she ate a girl seed and he's like oh so and i don't correct him because what are you gonna tell him the real story real like mansplaining real mansplaining right but it's the jokes on him he's totally wrong yeah so. exactly that's great i think you're right though i think that if they can we should fly to china find this lady and if we can figure out what like concoction of because she said she took tra- traditional chinese medicine if we can figure out what she took 
This is actually a real billion dollar idea. We could bottle it and start selling it and make a ton of money. Yes. And we can, it can be all bullshit, but as long as we get this woman to endorse it, that's America, um, baby. That's America. That's the key. Next story comes to us from the New York daily news. Caffeine addicted woman screams. I want coffee. (laughs) Then trashes Queens Dunkin Donuts over slow service. Queens, New York, Dunkin Donuts. Yeah. Well, maybe my Dunkin Donuts. No comment. Oh yeah. You live in Queens. I I live in Queens and I love Dunkin Donuts. Well known. So I can, I can respect her. You know, I think she might've got arrested for this, right? Did she? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. 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 yeah, She, she went a little nuts though. And I don't know, I don't know what the state of journalism is where they leave with a headline caffeine addicted. Like like if, if you, if I'm storming in a bar and I just want a drink and it's taking so long to get a drink or I want, or I'm food. If you're like, where's my food? Where's, what's taking so long? And I freak out. They're not going to be like food addicted. You're well, alcoholic. I think they yeah. would be if you when it said I want a pizza and they didn't they said oh it'll be five minutes and then you trash the entire place yeah then you would be a pizza addicted maniac um yeah you would be a, uh yeah that's that's the uh, here's my can I ask it, my question here yeah here's my question so it was slow service what are the chances that when she got the when they finally gave her the coffee they still expected a tip. <laughs> Americans, no, no matter what, no matter how bad their service is, you still have to tip them. Like, so we went to a restaurant yesterday, my mom and I, the service was absolutely awful. They ignored us for, I want to say 20 minutes. And then at the end, my mom was like, that was the worst service I've ever had. I'm going to give them less of a tip. I'm like, just give them no tip. Yeah. Well, all right. So I don't want to get too off topic, but like my dad, we were out to lunch last week. Um, about we we had, a, we had a gathering my kid my parents took the kids to a broadway show and randy and i were going to another broadway show for my birthday and we met for lunch first and the service was just terrible like it just was super slow and my lisa didn't come like we were all done with our food she still got it my dad was getting so cranky not as cranky as if his food his food had come so he says he's i'm not giving her any tip that's what he said yeah but, hey, this is a restaurant and we're a party of i was like appalled like, you cannot give a tip no because i'm on your dad's like, side you don't yeah, give but, a tip but, but i didn't i because my problem is it's a restaurant. I don't know whose fault it is. Like, so it's like the waitress. Oh, so see, look at you blaming. Now nah, you got, well, you're blaming so yourself. Give her, you could give her a crappy tip. But then, so my dad goes off and I was like, he like wobbles away. And I thought he was like going to like, he was like, literally like, I thought he was like going to go like storm into the kitchen. He ended up going to the bathroom and I like, yelled at someone. But while this is happening, uh, and I'm like, if they bring the credit card over my mom, when my mom always gone, he'll get a tip. If they bring it over when he's back, he's, t- she's, this waitress is screwed. But the waitress came over to me and she's like, are you Michael? I'm like, yeah. She's like, did you work at the book? She claims to recognize me from some event I had from work. Remember the jacket I was wearing, told me I was cool. Like, I don't know if she like did some like PI work on me or something, but like she really figured out a way to soften the blow. And then like, she had like all these cookies and stuff sent over for free. So then my dad reemerged. And I was like, you, you got to give her a, a normal tip. She it's, she really made amends. Oh, but that's, no. Just because that, you recognize you. That's a great move. Yeah. That's what I, that's yeah. a great, uh, yeah. any waiters or waitresses out there, it, just give them terrible service the entire time. Then go look them up on Facebook and then act like yeah. you know them. And then you'll exactly. get a good tip. I, don't, I didn't remember her, but all of a sudden it's like, you feel like I'm going to see her again at an event maybe. And my dad gave her zero tip. And, um, but you know, at Dunkin' Donuts, I, I, I don't think I've ever, I think it's one of those places you don't have to tip. I don't think I've ever tipped other than maybe a few pennies here or there. And I get good service. I'm a huge Dunkin' Donuts proponent. They love me there. And, and that's why I think that if they are always very fast, that's why I, if this was Starbucks or one of those places, I would probably be on the side of the woman who went nuts. You know, if I was a juror, I would say they take too long. <laughs> if this they, is a trial, you know, you'll be at you'll be at Starbucks and you order a coffee. 
but they don't make, they make it in the order of, you know, so it's a simple coffee. It takes five seconds to pour, but they got to make all the fancy drinks in like order. Yeah. And, and, and they have also mobile orders coming in. So you can wait like 10 minutes for your goddamn coffee. And I would freak out too, but Dunkin' Donuts doesn't do that. They are very quick. So I, I really think this, 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 you have to know the place and you have to have respect for great institutions like Dunkin' Donuts. So oh, this, I would give her, I would maybe give her the death penalty, to be honest. Nah. You don't, you do not come into my house and do that. Last story of the week, Kaplan. We're skipping <laughs> right. to the end here. ABC News, grandmother killed by inadvertently made pipe bomb at gender reveal party. Now these are happening like all the time. I just want to start by saying up until a couple months ago, I genuinely thought that a gender reveal party was where the kid picks their gender when they're like five or six years old. Well, that would be a great new one. Um, I for real thought that's what it was. So any of these people getting killed, it's all less crazy than what I thought it was. Right. And by the way, it's um, the whole gender picking thing. Like you say this, like I'm not even doing a bit here. I was playing with Ruby yesterday uh, with her toys and she wears a horse like that. I'm like, I'm putting the character. She gave the character name Michael. So I'm like, oh, that's I'll put him on the horse. Or, and she goes, we're riding around. And she goes, I'm like, who's the, what's the horse's name? And she goes, the horse's name is Rainbow. And she's both a girl and a boy. So her pronouns are him. him really? Him, him, them and them. Him, them and, and them. I don't even know what it was. Them and something else, and I was like, "What? What? what? So, so because she learned this because Ruby, I, I, I don't know if I talk with error or just I've told you this off air, but Ruby's got a, uh, you know, she says this all the time. She's like, my pronouns are she, her, and she learned this in uh, oh, this really? place this summer, and yeah, she knows her pronouns, and she's the most, you know, so she's apparently been taught the whole gender fluid thing, so she's given gender fluidity to her horse. Wow, to horse, who apparently yeah. the him her. Well, groovy. Yeah, I'm so bad at it. I don't even know like what the, she said. But anyway, so yeah, that is where we're moving. They are going to do gender reveal parties for like six year olds. I think they're ready. Yeah. Um, it's funny because it's totally the opposite of this. This maybe this is more like a red state thing. This gender reveal parties because if you're really a woke parent, you're just supposed to not care what gender it is because the child picks the gender. The child right? picks the gender. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So these might be. That's why they're all happening in America with like things blowing up. Because this seems like a real uh, I a red see. state, blue state divide, I think. Because I think that's what this is. Because they're, you're, 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 uh, you're sh- there's ones. I, I don't even know which ones we've talked about on the air or not. Because I, I feel like these are in the, like you said, they're every week there's a different People one. People send us stories. these stories every single week. Yeah, so I don't even, I've seen them. I don't even know which, which one are we talking about? The, the bomb that went off? This is a pipe the, bomb. This grandmother the, decided to make a pipe bomb to reveal the gender. I don't, I, who, I mean, it's like, it's insanity. Uh, I'm all for <laughs> I it. I like the grandmother did, though. Fun. It's very, See, that's the thing. If you could, if you could give that grandmother the power to have children of her own, take this Chinese medicine we're making, then she won't be so living vicariously through her daughter or son that she's making the bombs to get gender reveals, you know? Great point. (laughs) Great point. But, but I think if you're intending a gender reveal party and they make you sign a waiver or anything, don't go. Just say, you know. Because that, that's where they're going to be moving to. These things, they're, they're always explosions, right? Yeah, if there's somebody there's who looks cake. like blue shirt standing at the door making you sign <laughs> a, a, a waiver, then uh, just keep, yeah, turn it right back I, around. I think they should do it the way, because we're talking about, you know, you, you picking your gender, and they should they should change it, where they're like, all right, we're going to flip a coin to this party. Heads, it's, we're going to make it a boy, tails, it's a girl. And then, because we've read these stories where, like, there's couples who will, there's people who will take their their sons and and keep them in girls' clothes from childbirth so they have a choice, you know. So they, yeah. So so we're like we're gonna play science. We're gonna we're we're gonna test the nature nurture thing here and whatever we decide at this party, that's the kid's gender. 
I like that's, it. That's, that's a new way to do it. I'm all for it. <laughs> Kaplan, that is the podcast. Yes, it is. We'll be back. We're gonna. We've got some guests in the pipeline. If you don't like us, we got a couple so, big guests coming up in the next few big weeks. Names coming up. So I think you're gonna be tuned. excited, Cap. That's it. What should we do? I think it's time we get lost. Get lost. Thank <laughs> you.